The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan on News Talk. This is a Pulitzer winning uh, book, and it's it's about a girl called Marie Laure. Um, she's a French girl. It's set in the war. Um, she's blind, and she's doing these kind of radio transmissions where she's reading. Um, Oh my God, what's the name of that book? 100,000, 30,000 Leagues Under the Sea. Is it 30,000? 20. 20. <laughs> I was trying to remember what the number Keep was. going down. 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea. So she kind of reads different chapters from this book and over the course of the first episode you realise that she's actually doing it. This is code. So she's telling, she's transmitting this code and the Americans are nowhere to bomb in France. Oh. But the people that are listening in, there's a German soldier who's listening in who also listened in in the same frequency when he was young so he doesn't want to give her up even though he knows where her location might be. Okay. So that the the book is hugely, hugely popular. And it's I suppose a little bit sentimental in parts, but I know people that are really obsessed with this book. And I one friend in particular I had to text her in the week and I saw the preview and went, please don't watch it. Oh it's bad. <laughs> it's bad. It's 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 pretty bad, yeah. Oh, it is. Like, and I really try, you know one of those things when you're like, it's. it was kind of like the lessons in chemistry thing. Like, I still do like it, but I just... That really, got better. Yeah, it did get better. That did get yeah, a lot better. better. But I did really just want it to be good, you know, because I know people really do love the book. Mm. But it was, um, like, Mark Ruffalo was her dad in it. You know, so some of it's told in flashback about how she got to this point, how she's suddenly reading this book and, trans, you know, transmitting it and what's happening. He's supposed to be French. And I was like, I text ah, my friend going, is he, is he Dutch? And she was like, no, no. <laughs> no, he's meant to be French. I was like, oh, <laughs> well, he's not. And does he speak, is it all in, is it subtitled? No, 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 no. It's like, it's... But do they have accents? They're meant to have accents. So you're just meant to assume, like, you know, somebody might throw... But do they, a, do they say, do they no, speak without they don't, you? No, oh, right. they don't even really, but like, she sounds English. Like, oh, her yeah. But I prefer that. English. Her, his character sounds a bit Dutch. It's kind of like, did anyone have a discussion? I might have hated on movies like that is where either either speak in the language and subtitle it or just speak in your own voice. Yeah. And like Cross of Iron was a, an amazing movie about the war. But they all spoke just with their, their American and English yeah. accents as opposed to, well, hey, listen, we will speak English but we will <laughs> put on his German accent. Well, that, well from it. there <laughs> yeah, is a German soldier in this who's looking for her because of the radio transmission. Oh, yeah. And he's yeah, yeah. And you're just like, oh my God, this is so <laughs> okay. bad. Like, and sorry, the, the really bad thing about it is the German soldier who's like listening to the transmission and has kind of grown up with her listening to mm. listen to her and listen to the professor who used to be in the frequency before she came onto it he they kind of tell his life in flashback and it starts in an orphanage and it's just the same guy with a worse wig <laughs> and like shorts and you're like, am I supposed to buy this as a younger version of him? Like he's meant to be 16. And I was dying laughing. I was like, this is really, like it's really, it's, it's really bad. bad. Oh, it's such a pity because I, I saw it the other night and I, I tell you what, not to sound like a stereotypical man, right? Go on. But I, I didn't read this book because I thought that sounds a bit soppy. And then Netflix have a guy in a Nazi uniform as the picture and I went, oh, it's, oh this is actually about the war. war. I'm, I'm, I'm in. There's going to be shooting and stuff in this. Yeah. Oh, no. Right, take it off my it's list. Bit, it's, it is, but now, I, 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 I watched Cross of Iron again try. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, uplifting. Um, I did try. I gave it the second episode. I went into the... There was enough of a kind of a plot line to keep me and I was like, okay, I, I, I don't mind finding out what's happening here. But by the third episode, I was like, I don't mm, think I can do this. Okay. How many episodes is it? I think it's eight altogether. Oh, right. It's on Netflix, is it? It looks very nice. It's very beautifully right. shot. That's All the lights you cannot see. <laughs> They're not putting that on the post. So actually, <laughs> maybe they will. I mean, 
<laughs> read the book instead. Read the book. Read the book instead. Book. All right. Okay. We move on to what I actually watched the other night. Yeah. After I saw this, I said, no, I'm going to keep that. Now I'm going to get rid of it. But I'm going to watch this instead. Sly. Let's take a listen. <gasps> Who is this man, Sylvester Stallone? Artist, writer, poet, performer. How does that happen? I had given up on acting. I was done. He wasn't cast in things because he was deemed uncastable. The rejection was my encouragement. At that point, I knew my fate was determined on the pen. This is the theater where Rocky premiered. My brother goes, this could be the best day or the worst day of life. Something happened, something magical. You could hear the cheers from the inside, outside on the street from the theater. It's the last picture of him being unknown. So it is called Sly. Yeah. It is yeah. on Netflix. It is a one-off. It's about an hour and a half. Yeah, it's a perfect length, I yeah. think, because a lot of yeah. these are getting turned into, you know, five and six episodes. So this is just, it's very straightforward. It's the story of his life, isn't it? Sort of, but not really, mm. right? It starts off with the fact that he's in LA moving to New York, and this is why he's sort of looking back on his life and stuff. It's a little bit, a bit about his life and more about his life, and I suppose not about his life now with his family. So you find out about his parents. I didn't realise how narcissistic his parents were yeah. Yeah. and what an abusive household he lived in, and his dad was jealous of him right until his death. Like yeah, it was... he has an amazing story of a a silent cowboy movie they shot yeah. where oh, yeah. his dad actually played a character where he, got, <laughs> where he got to kill him and he like he like he really killed him. <laughs> he, did he seem like he was enjoying that? Yeah. Was like, Ooh. This, this was the interesting thing as well because we've seen, I suppose over the last month or so, there's been like documentary Tons after docu-series come yeah. out and everyone's telling it differently. And in Sly's case, there is some archive footage, but a lot of it is done with um, tapes, like actual audio tapes where he's kept the and, so, and he does doesn't sound anything. He has this kind of strange. Uh, it must have been an affectation at the time to maybe tr- make himself sound more it's serious, like, or, or, yeah. or like he had this kind of almost a mid-Atlantic thing going yeah. on on stage in some of the interviews. I, You're not I sure is it him? A bit speaking. hard to understand in the earlier stuff. Is that because of his paralysis? So, like yeah. the way he talks yeah. now, a lot of people thought, you know, what is this? But his mum was involved in a car accident on the way to his labour, like yeah. birthing him. Mm. And as a result, he was paralysed. Yeah, that snarl on his face yeah. is a like birth defect, yeah. effectively. But yeah. it's so good because I think if you are a fan of Sliced Alone, and in this there's a movie critic that turns around and goes, you know, um, nobody thinks of Rocky as family films. I'm sorry, have you talked to your local Italians lately? <laughs> because my family and I, we were raised on the Rocky films and we think of him as part of our family. So if you're a fan of Rocky, Rambo or The Expendables, we can... Like, I like forget that. about that. <laughs> Are you a fan of the experience? I like the original two, and then I was just like, I can't. I'm, I'm done now. <laughs> did, you, did you love the way he spoke about? Because it was about his his past, but it was also about the way the movies came about. Yeah. Did you love that? Because yeah. that's what I loved in this. Yeah, and particularly like I suppose Rocky and how he created his own career. Like he was really mm. getting rejected from a lot of places, and even from Rocky. Yeah, they, they were going to give him five hundred thousand to walk away from the. Yeah, imagine? to not be in it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> The balls it took to turn around when you're like, he'd what, six dollars? And he was like, yeah. no, I, I this is going to be good and I want to keep it and I'm going to be rocky. And it, it felt like it was his story. And I such a, I, I don't know if sometimes we think, look at Sly and go, oh, this, this Egypt. And it's not like that. He's such a thinker and he's a softy. And I like, I really like this doc. I think out of the two, I think the Arnie doc is better. I, mm. I just, 
I don't know what it was about the Arnie doc, but I was just like, if you can bottle this and sell it. But, you know. It was more about Arnie's life, whereas yeah. this, I think, tried to do both. This was trying to give you his life and it was trying to give you the rationale behind his movies. Yeah. And I think each probably deserved an episode of their yeah. own. It was very short. And usually I don't say that. Yeah. Usually be, but I was like, it's a good... It's it's just a bit too short for me. I thought it would have gone, done a deep dive into his life a bit more. Because and even... Son. And they they briefly touched yeah. on his son stage, Sage, but they also had some talking heads. Like Arnie was in it. The yeah. biggest surprise. Yeah. I love Talia Shire, who plays Adrian. She was in it. Quentin Tarantino. I yeah. know, yeah. yeah. So moved by Arnold Schwarzenegger, by Sylvester Stallone. It's like his film list that he releases every year and it'd be like, yeah. Balboa is the best film this year. And you're like, really? I mean, it was good, but... <laughs> that was interesting too. I love that he said he couldn't end on number five. Number five was a real personal story for him. But he said, if I could do one thing, and this is what I'm actually going to do, he was like, if I could show number one, Rocky one and Rocky six back to back and you could actually see how quickly life goes by. I was like, oh, my God. Yeah, yeah." I love Balboa. Like, I I love it. And I love the Creed films. I just big Sly fan. It's great. Yeah, it's brilliant. My favourite bit in it, though, is the tidbit about how he got, how he developed his screenwriting. He would, he would... Watch a movie. Oh, yeah. And he would rewrite like the banish. whole movie yeah. line for line, but just change the <laughs> yeah. dialogue. So it basically, like, as in, there's a, he realized there's actually a formula yeah. to nearly all movies. And if you just change the dialogue, you'll, you'll have your own movie, but it will, it will be. Yeah. Did it not make you in think? Line with that formula. Jeez, anyone can write a script. I know, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I can yeah. do this. And then he, and he kind of goes, and I did that for about six years. <laughs> I'm like, all right, okay. And then he lost me. I was like, no, I won't. But did you love as well that he was just like, because there were a few things in Rocky as well where he was told, no, you can't do this. And he was like, do you know what? I have a big hole in my life and that life, that hole is filled with hope. So I will never have a a bad ending in my films because I think we need to have hope. And he goes to the cinema for that. I love it. Uh, So Sly, uh, (laughs) it is on Netflix. Watch Sly, don't watch all the lights you cannot see. But stay with us because after the break, Serena is going to try and sell me some sunset. The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan on News Talk. You're welcome back to The Hard Shoulder. Serena Benissimo and Sue Murphy are both with me. So, Serena, uphill battle now. Selling Sunset season what are we on now? Seven, it is. <laughs> did you get into... So what, what is this on? This is on Netflix, Netflix. Now, did you get into this over lockdown? Uh, no, I watched maybe the first did, yeah. four or five episodes yes. of wow, the first you season. To, you got to four. I think I did. I'm impressed. Wow. Um, but it was locked. for you. It was lockdown. You have to remember. <laughs> it took a global <laughs> pandemic. <laughs> An but unprecedented pandemic for us to get to four. This is the thing, <laughs> because my, my husband isn't into stuff like this. Mm. And over the pandemic, he was like, let's sit down and watch. And I think this is why it got so big over the pandemic, because we couldn't go anywhere. Yeah. We're being taken to LA. and the, I just rewatched really, Parks and Rec, to be honest. Just, we did that too, <laughs> yeah. but there was a lot of TV to be watched. But it was also um, real estate porn. So yeah. if you were into your real estate, these houses, and season one was really mm. all about the real estate. As time has gone on, it's become ridiculous. Like it has become about the drama. these made up dramas and the current girlfriend of Jason in it this season, but you know, they've split up since. Um, Marie Lou was actually quoted, someone asked her on her um, Insta Live, you know, is it true? Like, is everything real? And she's like, yeah, you know, it's not really reality TV. There are a lot of people behind the scenes telling you how things should go. And even I didn't understand some of the storylines and I was in them. Um, <laughs> It's just that I was, you look at what What's these. What's going on in my life? <laughs> <laughs> but you look at what these women are wearing to work and it's just like, 
boobs on parade. That's all it is. It was just how much cleavage and underboob can we show? How? Yeah, look, there are some good things about the show, <laughs> Serena. I mean, undoubtedly. And that's why I'm but, shocked you didn't stay for longer. Well, I just found, you know what it is? You can... Uh, you can kind of fiddle around with all the bells and whistles you want, but when all the main characters are just so utterly unlikable, yeah. that, that's yeah. what puts you off it. Yeah, I'm yeah. not rooting for anyone here. None of them. And that's the thing. And they're all trying to be in their spotlight. And I, I really do think, and I, I think especially in this cost of living crisis that we're all living in, you're seeing houses yeah. going for sale <laughs> as well from $3 million to $60 million yeah. and opulence. And it's just... It's too much. We can all do it with a little bit of escapism, but then it gets to the point of like, this is ridiculous. But look, if you're a fan, 11 episodes have dropped now. Of course, it's number one on Netflix at the moment. And I don't know why they did this because the last one didn't work. There's going to be a reunion special mm. on the 16th of November and Tan France is hosting again. Yeah. All right. Oh, I love Tan France. Um, well, listen, <laughs> there are kind of a lot of Netflix recommendations because yeah. our, our next recommendation is also on Netflix. You've both seen it. I am Robbie Williams. Take a listen. It's astounding what's happened in my life. But the past has me in a headlock. Something has to give. You know, you're only supposed to do this at the pearly gates of St. Peter. This looking back at your life. Robbie Williams uh, is the focus of this. Is this yep. documentary... It's a standard documentary. documentary. This is the story of my life. Three. It's a four part. Sorry, okay. I thought it was three parts. Four parts. Um, so it's kind of him going back through footage. <laughs> it's just like there was a part of me looking at it going, God, they really did this on a really small budget. Like, let's just show him all this footage on his laptop and we can use that footage and then he can just talk about it. And you're like, this cost you nothing. But actually, it, it looks pretty good. But um, yeah, like it's a four part documentary. It goes back through him looking through all of this, everything that happened in his life. And he's kind of pausing it in certain points and going, I'll tell you what's happening here or I, I know what was happening there. Um, it's kind of like Gogglebox. <laughs> Gogglebox for Robbie. Yeah. Part, yeah. Got Robbie's own personal He's Gogglebox. watching his yeah. own Gogglebox <laughs> yeah. and describing And therapy at the same time. It's almost yeah. like we are watching his own personal therapy session. Yes, it, uh, which I thought was a little bit weird. It's a hard watch. It does get difficult. Yeah. Did you did you not like it? I, I did like it. Now, I... I'm not a TikTok fan. I'm a bit of a Robbie fan. I yeah. do. I, now, I know a lot of people that aren't into the whole bravado and the Jack the Lad thing, like that would, they kind of get annoyed about that. But I always felt like there was a kind of an undercurrent of a softy underneath And that's all. what you see from this. You see yeah. why he was like that. I love that, like, at 16, he became famous and he was just like, well, do you know what I was shocked about? And because I didn't realise, 21, he finished in that. He no was twenty one when, he left, he? when he left take yeah. that. I felt like he was like thirty. <laughs> I was like, he always looked older, didn't he? Like he he had lived a life by the time that he had yeah. finished take that, and he was already in a solo career and a stint in rehab by the time he was twenty three. Like that's insane. Like if you, I think back in that time in my life, I was just drinking. Like it's crazy. And is he likable? Yeah, yeah, I do like him. I I think I think that's really over the last few years, especially with the interviews that you're seeing more and more of him saying, do you know what, this is a really difficult time in my life and I'm suffering from depression and I have problems with this, that. And the, like, you do kind of feel a little bit more, I think he's way more likeable than he used to be. Well, see, you know? this is the thing that you you watch, you watch these things and you go, do you know what, half the headlines, like, I can't believe when he went into rehab, that was, that made the top of every news bulletin. What we need to realise is, yes, these people entertain us, but they're, their troubles and stuff doesn't have to be our entertainment fodder. And yeah. that was hard to watch. Him, you know, being um, 
the butt of all these jokes. He was depressed. There was one bit, actually, it was when he was here in Ireland for Slain. Pat Kenny features. There's a video oh, yeah. of Pat oh, Kenny. Oh, yeah. Really? I actually forget to say yeah. that. <laughs> um, episode two, there's Pat Kenny. But, like, he was doing an interview and they were like, you excited? It was like, no, I've been depressed for the last six weeks and, you know, they made him redo it and go, they come on. They made him redo it. Oh, yeah. my God, yeah, it was shocking. Because he, he, he was really honest in the first bit. He was like, been really struggling, sleeping a lot, not able to do this. And then they were like, uh, is that really how you that feel? that concert. Oh, wait, was it good? <laughs> yeah, it looked amazing. Brilliant. Yeah, yeah isn't brilliant. Nathan Murphy in the video? Is he? Nathan Murphy is in the strong video where he's like holding the Irish flag, I think. No like, way, really? Yeah, I love, I love, I love yeah, all these Alex things Grace. that are given out about like Nathan Murphy, yeah. We were all there. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, but it, it's just it's just really interesting, I think, and you realise how much he was going through. I, the thing that I really liked, and again, this is more voyeurism that we don't need to see, but I enjoyed seeing it, him and Jerry Halliwell together and the fact that they bonded they because, were... yeah, but they were the only two who had a shared lived experience. No one else could understand what they were going through. And then because of the media's intrusion, that sort of stuff, that whole relationship. Yeah. I found that the stuff where the rehab stuff was very difficult to watch yeah. as well because he's leaving a house and the, there's a press pool outside mm-hmm. the house where, that are asking him how he's feeling about checking his rehab. Like, I thought that was shocking. Yeah. I do like that he's there. Like, he's there watching on his bed in his jocks yeah. and a black singlet top. He's and loving the only those jocks, talking, yeah. The only talking head you have is Robbie, but his wife does appear a little bit. Mm. And in every episode, his eldest daughter, Teddy, comes in and goes, yeah, what are you doing, Dad? Mm. And she's ta- she's the one that seems to be really musical and stuff. Okay. And there's just a sweetness. And I think you understand that... This is what he. So you'd recommend watching it? Oh yeah, yeah. You don't have to be a fan. I wasn't a take that fan either. I was a Robbie fan, but not a take. And it's a bit of nostalgia, you know. The tunes are great. Yeah, they really are. You kind of forget how like how good Angels is because you hear it so much. It's a great song, and you know this humanizes him. I think all these documentaries are finally taking Mm. our idols and going. Hold on a sec. Yeah, yeah. People who actually have real issues. All right, it is on Netflix. uh, Four episodes. Mm -hmm. Uh, So listen, we'll have one non-Netflix recommendation then before we go, Uh, and it's a tough one, Sue, because I don't. I don't think you've even seen it yet. Six, I haven't. Six Silent Six Killings. Six Silent Killings. Yeah, it's on Sky. Um, it's going to be launched on Sunday. I actually got the screener last night, but this is, um, the, but it's named Ireland's Vanishing Triangle. Annie McCarrick, uh, Josephine Dollard, Fiona Prender, Kira Breen, Fiona Sinnott and Deirdre Jacob and they all disappeared without a trace uh, over a space of five years and they del- they speak to their families. Um, they speak to journalists who were reporting on the cases. I, I imagine it's going to be a, a very difficult watch um, and it, it it's going to I think it's going to shed a lot of light in this because I think a lot of people who are involved or were family members probably didn't want to talk about it mm. at this point but we've seen renewed uh, appeals for information about some of these women it's just like I just don't know how people go on with their lives not knowing what has happened to a family member so it's going to be a difficult one it's gone sky and now um, from Sunday and okay. it's uh, six, six Silent Killings Arden's Vanishing Triangle is the name of it Serena Belismo presenter of the Belismo Files podcast Sue Murphy News Talk Zone thank you both very much we will talk to you at the same time next week The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan weekdays from 4 on News Talk